The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Tech Tuesday with Andy O'Donoghue. Some of you are suggesting to 0874100102 that you have the perfect alternative to Twitter, which is nothing. Just delete your account and don't sign up to any replacement. But for those of you who may be addicted to social media, who use it as your choice and who now have decided you want to get off it, what are the alternatives? Andy, what's Mastodon? Mastodon is what's called a uh, federated or self-hosted social networking site. What that means, Matt, is that loads of people around the world have set up individual servers that all link together and use the Mastodon technology. So they're all connected, but they're individual servers. And there is a list of servers who adhere to kind of a code of conduct, which is, um, you know, hate speech, homophobia and other things that we don't like on Twitter. Um, These people will prevent that sort of content on their Mastodon server. So when you sign up for Mastodon, and this is the bit that throws people, you have to select a server and you can't get access to a lot of those servers, they're essentially full. So you have to find a local one or one that interests you. Like mastodon.ie. <clears throat> exactly. And you sign up to um, the local server or one you like, and then you can start to communicate. But those servers, believe it or not, it's called the Fediverse, this federated universe. And so you can interact with people, but it's not as intuitive as Twitter. And the big challenge that you have at the outset is finding people to follow. So if you follow, say if I follow Matt Cooper and a couple of other people, I can follow you on Mastodon and then maybe look at your lists and find other people that I'm used to following on Twitter. Work. It's. I mean, I've signed up. And so have I, but I haven't done anything with it yet. <clears throat> me neither. And I've seen over the last couple of days a lot of people, um, I suppose, positing this as an alternative to Twitter. There are a lot of nice features about it. I like the federated idea. That's nice. I like the fact that tweets or toots, as they're called, up to 500 characters. So you can do more and say more. But it's, it's as somebody described it the other night uh, on Twitter, it's like Linux for Twitter. It's quite sort of um, tech heavy or maybe a little bit stodgy in how you use it. But people are trying and, it out. And who's doing the moderation? Do we know? Well, th- this is the individual. See, this is the f- important thing. So it's this federated universe. So you have people who own the individual servers and it's their responsibility. The big challenge for Mastodon, though, Matt, is that this was quite set up in 2016, quite a small site. But can you imagine how many new users they've got over the last week? Are they just going to be plagued with exactly the same problems that Twitter have had? What's co-host? Co-host is a new one and uh, it's currently in beta version and um, it's like Twitter. Um, um, They have uh, virtual tip jars and subscription style features. So um, it's not fully fledged yet, but they will certainly be pitching themselves as a Twitter alternative. And there are others, of course. Um, Reddit remains incredibly popular and I'm amazed by the number of Reddit users in Ireland um, just I I looked into this recently. People absolutely love Reddit, which is divided or or segmented into these subreddits, which are on topics. And they could be anything from hobbies to, you know, the fan sites. And like Mastodon, that 
that moderation then is done by the moderators within the subreddit. So, but Reddit remains really popular. Do you remember boards.ie? Yeah. Which was incredibly popular. And I just said, I wonder how are boards doing? And sure enough, I noticed quite a bit of activity on boards.ie. So people, and you know, you say this about the addiction to social media. I don't think it's about addiction. I think people just like to have their say. And Twitter provided a really good way of doing that, regardless of the challenges they have. You have another one on the list, which I'd forgotten all about. Tumblr. Does yeah. that still exist? Uh, t- Tumblr is, uh, yeah. And Tumblr is now more than 15 years old. But Tumblr is a little bit like a, bu- uh, a blog, but it is a microblogging site. And um, people add posts and take commentary. And it was kind of uh, probably one of the original inspirations for Twitter. And then, of course, there's Clubhouse. Which you spoke about on this programme before, and I started it and was gone within a week. It was just too bloody complicated. Yeah, it made it made such a big splash because it was exclusive um, when they started and they have open rooms and social rooms, invite only. It is complicated and it doesn't appear to have done so well. One to keep an eye out for, though, is Blue Sky, which we can't see yet, but Jack Dorsey, um, co-founder of Twitter, started this project back in 2019 and he is proposing this as sort of a Twitter alternative, but in his original vision for Twitter. So that will be an interesting one. I wonder, are many people actually giving up Twitter or will they start giving it up maybe, particularly those of us with blue ticks, if we get a bill to pay for it? Well, first of all, I don't think that existing um, blue tick holders will be asked to pay. I think that they will uh, let people keep their ticks. I think maybe they may distinguish between the original blue ticks and the uh, new tick. I'm not sure. But... I don't think, but Matt, uh, Elon Musk uh, tweeted last night or early this morning, Twitter traffic, I believe, soared in the last few days to all-time highs on particular uh, uh, on the platform, um, making it a more attractive platform for advertisers if some of them come back. If they come back, but it's the type of traffic that's going on there. If it's because racist words and sentiments are now being accepted on the site, surely a lot of advertisers won't want to be there. Indeed, it raises questions for lots of us as do we want to participate in a site which allows an awful lot of racist language now to be used that wasn't previously? And, I, and, and that's the question of the day. So Musk has no alternative but to ensure that that doesn't happen. And I think he will. I think the new features he've ta- he's talked about, like long form posts, so you don't have those horrible threads, he's going to do that. And um, uh, he's also really talking to content creators and posted openly to YouTube creators saying, OK, what would it take for you to come to Twitter? And they've said, long-form video. And if we get paid more than YouTube pay you, and he said, how much is that? It's 55%. OK, I can do better. So if he brings creators to the site, that's the key. When you have creators and great content, you will have an audience, and Twitter could double its audience as long size as in a couple of years. As long as that new content doesn't mock him, because there he is boasting <laughs> that he's going to bring humour to Twitter. <laughs> and as soon as people decided to actually set up parody accounts parodying him, he immediately starts blocking and banning them. It does strike you that he's a little bit uh, sensitive. A little? (laughs) He is a little bit sensitive. But they have said, and this is probably a good idea, and I suspect this is related to the midterms, and it may not even have been his idea, but there was a fear that parody accounts would be used this week to influence votes in the US. So what he has said is, so first of all, they've also suspended the blue tick, uh, the $8 blue tick, until after the midterms. The other thing is, parody accounts have to clearly state that they're parodies and people haven't done that. For instance, um, a couple of 
comedians have uh, have have um, parodied him, and he says that you will be permanently suspended. But for um, factual uh, content, isn't that a good idea? But he also has gone to the extreme as well of actually recommending to his 100 million plus voters or followers who to vote for. And he's saying vote Republican so as to have a separation of powers of the presidency, which would imply that when it comes to the next presidential election, he'll be campaigning for whoever the Democrats nominate if the Republicans are in control of the House. Should the owner of Twitter, which is now a private company, not have an opinion where he can express his political preference on the platform that he is a member of, albeit that he owns? I suppose it is transparent, but is that what the owner should be doing? Well, should he or should he not? We know it's interesting. I, I, I was looking at a screenshot I took of Elon Musk's account back in 2017. He had 9 million followers. Today, he is over 100 million. People have adopted him. And, you know, when you think about the, the numbers in this, Elon Musk has 100 million followers. Donald Trump had around 100 million followers. If he brings Trump back onto the platform, 200 million people, um, in a sense, he kind of doesn't need a lot of us, uh, a lot of other people, because he has an incredible draw between himself and the former president. I'm not saying that he uses it well, but he is a, uh, he's, he's like Trump in that he is a drawer. Do we know how many people in Dublin have lost their jobs as a result of the Twitter redundancies? The estimate is around 250 or so, which is about 50% of the staff. So Dublin was badly hit. Um, in Asia, India, 90% of staff lost their jobs. Apparently there's one office there that is left with 12 people. Ireland uh, did take a beating on this and uh, it's, it, it's di- very disappointing to hear about the job losses. But uh, I think what really surprised people was the speed that all of this happened with. Okay, we are expecting major job cuts from Meta to be announced tomorrow, which are going to affect Ireland, aren't they? Uh, I think there's no doubt that they will affect (coughs) Ireland uh, and um, Meta have indicated that, um, I think I heard Mark Zuckerberg talking the other night and by the end of 2023 he said that it uh, looks to be a smaller company than it is at the minute. We don't know how many jobs will be lost but I think um, that Meta will certainly be affected in Ireland for sure and um, you know at, at the moment there is this uh, general kind of sort of view of the technology business in that many companies have too many staff. They hired for growth, Matt, and because growth has slowed, you know, will it will people be made redundant? And that's the fear. There are other companies like Google who employ, I think, 9,000 people. Apple in Cork is probably about 6,000 or more now. Um, we're not expecting job losses there, but unquestionably we're expecting a f- uh, hiring freezes or slowdowns. We've got to leave it there. Thank you very much, Andy O'Donoghue, for joining us <coughs> Excuse me, on Tech Tuesday. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.